Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. Well, if you will, tonight we're going to start in Luke's Gospel, the 21st chapter. Amen? Hallelujah. Boy, I'm telling you, it is so good to be in the house of God. Amen? Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, there is so much fear. There is so much agony in the world today. It's just almost unbearable for some. Amen? But for those who are planted in the house of God, you know, the 92nd Psalm says that they'll still be bearing fruit in their old age. Amen? Hallelujah. And I'm not old yet, but I, every day I get just a, just a smidgen older. Amen? And I'm bearing fruit yet. Hallelujah. And I don't know. There's just, there's just some things that uh, I think the Lord is waiting till we get just a little bit older before He turns those things loose in our lives. So by the time I hit 70, I'm going to be like a rocket. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. But until that time, I'll just uh, preach what the Lord gives me. And uh, I'll go from there. Amen? Hallelujah. So did you find Luke's Gospel, the 21st chapter? Praise God. Amen. Tonight I'm going to talk about standing firm. Standing firm. Amen. In the days that we're living in now, it is of absolute necessity for you and I to stay strong in the Lord. Amen? And not to look at things from the world's perspective. Amen? Right. Hallelujah. So I'm going to be reading quite a bit of Scripture tonight, so I just bear with me. And uh, I've got a lot of Scripture here, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'll, I'll use it all. But it's here in case. Amen? So we're going to look at this in Luke 21, and we're going to start with verse 7. Are you there? Yep. Amen. All right, let's begin. So they asked him, saying, Teacher, but when will these things be? And what will be the sign? And what sign will there be when these things are about to take place? And he said to them, Take heed. Amen. Take heed. Hallelujah. That you not be deceived. For many will come in my name, saying, I am he. And the time has drawn near. Therefore, do not go after them. Well, why would that be? Because nobody knows the time. Amen? Jesus himself doesn't even know. It's been appointed to the Father only to know that time. So if someone tells you that this is it, that's a, you know, or whatever, just praise the Lord and, and go on. Amen? Hallelujah, because they don't know what they're talking about. Amen. It says, but when you hear of wars and commotions, do not be terrified, for these things must come to pass first, but then the end will not come, but the end will not come immediately. So these things are going to happen, but that doesn't mean that the end of the age has come to its climax, okay? Hallelujah. And it says this in verse 11, 
and there will be great earthquakes in various places and famines and pestilences, and there will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. But before all these things, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you. So there's going to be a great persecution of the church, which we have been in for many years now. Amen? It's just getting worse as the end of time comes. Satan knows more about when the end is coming than what the church even knows. Amen? Instead of rejoicing in persecution, we all get all you know, in the mully grub, and we're just crying to each other, and Lord, you, your brother, you're going to have to pray for me because Satan's, oh, he's just, he's just beating me up. But it says that we should be rejoicing because we know that the end is near. Do you see that? Hallelujah. Delivering you up to the synagogues and the prisons, and you will be brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake, but... Don't you just love whenever Jesus puts a but in there? That means you heard all of this, but you ain't heard the good part yet. Here's the good part. But it will turn out for you an occasion for testimony. Amen? Or I wrote in my Bible, God's going to open a door. God's going to open a door for you and I. Amen? Therefore, settle it in your hearts not to meditate beforehand on what you will answer. Have you ever been there? Wondering, well, what am I going to say to this person? How am I going to do, you know, what, what's, going to, what's going to take place? He says, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which all, say all, all, come on, all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. Amen. Verse 17, and you will be hated by all, for, by all for my name's sake, but not a hair on your head shall be lost, and this is where I'm wanting to get to. Verse 19, by your patience, possess your souls. Amen? Patience in what God has already promised. Hallelujah. You don't have to be concerned about what you're going to say or how you're going to react. You, you've been given everything that you need to know. Through that, you can keep your souls in a place of peace. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, there was one time, whenever I read this not too long ago, I was thinking about the first uh, funeral that I had to do as a pastor. You know, you have to do them. You don't want to, but you have to. Amen? And it was, he, was, he was a good friend, a member of our church, and he passed away. And I didn't know anything about what to do, how to, how to do it. You know, I, I even read something that Brother Copeland said about funerals and stuff, you know, just trying to get a little bit of insight. Of, you know, because you want to bring comfort to the family. Amen. Hallelujah. And I knew that this, this precious brother was in heaven and, and everything. And so, you know, I wrote down, you know, good scriptures and stuff like that, which I thought. And so, you know, all the time that you were sitting there and the music was playing and, you know, you just felt like sweat was beating up all over you. You understand what I'm saying? Because you don't know how this is going to turn out. Amen. And so whenever it was my time to get up there to, to minister, 
I got up behind the podium that they had sitting there, and instantly the Holy Ghost got a hold of my tongue, and he started speaking things out of my mouth that I did not know, that I did not have written down, because it was his time to exhort and to bring comfort to the people, not me. Do you see that? And from that time on, I've trusted him. From that time on, any time, no matter how many times, and you know, I've preached a fair amount of sermons in my time, not as many as pastor, of course, but amen, I've preached a few, hallelujah, you do that over 16 years, you can, you preach a few, few sermons during that time, and every time I've trusted him, now understand this, I've always studied, I've always prayed, I've always sought to find out the, the heart of God on a certain thing. Amen. But when it comes to writing it down on paper, I don't know how to do that. Amen. So I have to depend on him. Amen. Jesus himself said, he said, the Holy Ghost will give you remembrance of things that I've said. Amen. And so you need to take comfort. At, you need to possess your soul with those things. They're going to keep you grounded. They're going to keep you rooted. Amen. They're going to keep you in a place of, of safety and peace, praise God. That's what I'm trying to trying to for us to understand here. This is how you're going to stay firm in the days that we're living in right now. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's good things ahead. Amen. We know how it ends. We know exactly what God said He's going to do. And He's doing it. Well, I sure don't see it. Well, you don't see everything that goes on. God is doing things behind the scenes you don't even know about. Amen. He's done things for me. I had absolutely no idea that he was going to go in that direction with them, but he did. And it turned out to be the best way. Hallelujah. So I've gave up on fretting. I've gave up on being anxious. I've given up on being fearful. And having my mind just going spinning in circles because I don't know what to do about a certain thing. Amen? All of my time, I go to this word, and I'll be reading, and God will speak something to my heart. He'll drop it right in there and say, well, okay, there it is right there. Amen? Amen. And I'm not special. He's not going to do it just for me and nobody else. He'll, He'll do it for every one of you. And I can guarantee you, if I ask you all, He's probably done it for you at least one time. Told you what to do just from reading his word. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, that's good there. I could sit down and we could go home and and have a good night resting in the peace of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So he's going, going back and we're going to look at this. I want to look at some words if you wouldn't mind. He said, take heed in verse 8. That word heed there means be looking as if it could happen at any time. Amen? They were wanting to know, when is this going to happen? How is this going to take place? You know, that's human nature, isn't it? We want to know everything. We want to know every detail up front. We want to know how it's going to happen so we can make our plan to prepare for it, to to get it in a place where it's going to satisfy us. Amen? And Jesus said, instead of telling them time, 
He said, just take heed that you don't get deceived. Amen. There's a lot of deception going on in the world today. Amen. And so we've got to be ready for these things. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So take heed on that. And then going back over in verse uh, 13 again, it says, but it will turn out for you as an occasion for a testimony. Therefore, settle it in your hearts not to meditate on things. You got to know who you are in Christ. You got to believe that he's going to help you. You got to understand that. Amen. Hallelujah. You can't take a stand until you know who you are. Amen. David took a stand against Goliath because he knew who he was. That he was a covenant man. You, all of us in this room, are covenant people with God. And so therefore, we can take our stand. We don't have to be concerned about whether or not God's going to come through for us or not. Amen? you got to know that no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. you got to know that. Amen? you got got to know that He will never leave you nor forsake you. you just got to know that. you got to settle some things. Amen? you got to know in your spirit that you have a word and a promise from God. No matter what's going on around you, no matter how you feel in your soul, you've got to settle these things in your spirit once and for all. Amen? Because if nobody's in charge of you, then you will be a wanderer all your life. You've got to make your spirit the, the one who is in constant control of you. Amen? Hallelujah. I like what it says in 2 Timothy 2.3. It says, you must therefore endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. You must. Amen? You're not going to get out of it. You're not going to be able to walk away from it and think that, well, you know, someone else, but not me, not me. Yeah, you, me, and everybody in this room. Amen? You've got to endure it. Hallelujah. Not run from it. Endure it. Go through it. Amen? By the power of God. That's what we're going to look at some, some of this in just a minute. Amen? We've got to get this under control. Amen? It says, by your patience, in verse 19, possess your souls. Amen? The word patience there means consistency and hopeful endurance. That's what it means. Consistency. Amen? The word possess means to get for oneself or to have it under your control. you got to get control of yourself. Amen? Hallelujah. Don't wait for your, your spouse to do it for you. Get control of yourself. Amen? Hallelujah. I like what it says in the Message Bible on verse 19. It says, stay with it to the end. You won't be sorry. You'll be saved. Stay with it to the end. Amen? The Living Bible says this, for if you stand firm, you will win your souls. If you stand firm. Conditional. Amen? The Amplified says, For your steadfastness and patient endurance, you will win the true life of your souls. Amen? Hallelujah. These are all things that you and I are going to have to take charge of. To take a stand. Amen? Hallelujah. 
knowing that God's with you, knowing that God's going to be there for you. Amen? Hallelujah. Um, these scriptures that I've just read to you, I kind of went through them and did a little bit of a paraphrasing. Amen? If any of you watch Rick Renner, he always, every once in a while, gives you the Renner interpretive version. I'm going to give you the Hagman interpretive version of what we just read there. And it's kind of, kind of cool. I, I liked it. Amen. Hallelujah. So it says this. It says, The time's at hand that each of you must continually be watchful and discerning of what you're observing. What you are experiencing right now is the beginning of the end of this age. Persecution of the church will be on the increase. Natural disasters will increase. The voice of the church will try to be put out, but instead of silence, instead of silence, page two, amen, the voice of the church will prevail. For I will be with you in all of it, giving you exactly what you need to say, and every adversary will be silenced. Now, because you have made a decision to stand firm, your souls will never fear again. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not exactly King James or anything, but I thought it was, it was, it was pretty good. Amen. Hallelujah. This year, according to the Lord, is a year of pressing in. I've really taken that to heart this year. I really have. Not that I haven't on anything else that pastor has said that the Lord has said about what we're doing, amen, or anything like that. But there's just something about pressing in that has really, really uh, got my attention. And what that means to me is that I've got to start digging my heels in. Amen? Because to press into something means that you're holding on to it with a greater intensity than you ever did before. Amen? And that nothing's going to take you away from that. Do you ever, you ever do a tug of war? Anybody ever do a tug of war? Amen. You know, you know what that does anybody not know what tug of war is? Maybe I shouldn't be so presumptuous. But that's when you have two teams with a rope. Each one has got one side and the other, and there's a, a, a ribbon or something in the middle, and there's a line on the ground. And whoever gets the other side over that line, that team wins. So to do that, what do you do? You dig your heels in, and you push back with everything that's within you to keep the other team from dragging you over to their side. And that's exactly what's going on right now. Amen? And I, it's in the body of Christ. That Satan is on one end of a rope and the church is on the other and he's pulling with all of his might. But there are so many yet believers that are trying, oh, I just, oh, that's hard on my hands. That hurt. Amen. I don't want to have to do this anymore. That's a lot of work. Amen. Does that sound like pressing in? It does not sound like pressing in to me. You have got to dig your heels in. You have got to absolutely not give in no matter what. No matter how many times you've slipped and you've lost ground, you just dig in more, amen, and stay firmly planted where you're at. 
Don't worry about trying to get back to where you were. Stay planted where you're at. Amen. Because if you don't and you're trying to move back, while you're moving back, he's going to yank you across. And that'll be the end of it. Amen. Plant yourself firmly in the Word of God. Amen. If you still are kind of playing with this, let's don't play anymore. Amen. Because it is of a necessity for the body of Christ, for this church to absolutely dig in with everything they got. Amen. Well, yeah, but, you know, I'm busy. I've got a job. I've got a family. I've got this and I've got that. I know, I know, I know. I've used that excuse. Amen. And that's exactly what it is. It's an excuse. Amen. But you've got to dig in. Say, I've got to dig in. Amen. Hallelujah. You've got to dig in to everything and press in with all your might. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go and look at this in Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6. Amen. Praise God. God's good, isn't He? Praise God. Hebrews chapter 6, let's start with verse 17. I'm going to read this out of the classic Amplified. It says, Accordingly, God also, in His desire to show more convincingly and beyond doubt to those who were to inherit the promise, the unchangeableness of His purpose and plan. So if you want to receive the promise, you have got to understand that God does not change His purposes and His plans. He does not change. Amen? Intervened, mediated with an oath. That was so that by two unchangeable things, His promise and His oath, in which it is impossible for God ever to be proved false or deceive us. See, He's not going to deceive you. We who have fled to Him for refuge might have mighty indwelling strength. There you go. That's that, that's that digging your heels in. Amen. And strong encouragement to grasp and hold fast the hope appointed for us and set before us. Now we have this hope as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul. Do you see that? Amen. Hallelujah. It cannot slip and it cannot break down under whoever steps upon, out upon it. In other words, if you step out in faith, it's not going to break down on you. Amen. A hope that reaches further and enters into the very certainty of His presence within the veil. Glory to God. We have this, this hope right here. This is the anchor of our souls. Amen. What's an anchor do? What's it do? It holds a ship in place. Amen. It holds you and I in place. Praise God. Keeps us from moving. You can't just will this. I'm not, I will, you know, it's just like, uh, 
you know, Barney, one time when he went, I can't remember the guy's name, but anyway, Aunt B and uh, all the ladies got there and they were not going to let them take him. And Barney wanted them to sing and they said, we will not sing, we will not sing. Amen. You can't just will it. You got to have something to stand on. Amen. Throwing the chain down into the water without an anchor does not keep a ship from moving. You got to have something on the end to keep it in place. Amen. That's what's happening. As we read this word, and I'm telling you, it is. It's everything you're ever going to need right here. Everything you're ever going to need is right in this book. Praise God. And it'll talk to you. It'll tell you stuff. It's talked to me so many times. Oh, I get blessed. I get blessed by the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now let's look at this in Philippians chapter 3. I told you we were going to look at a lot of Scripture. So bear with me. I'll try not to labor too long. Amen. Philippians chapter 3, are you there? Verse 8 says this. This is Paul speaking. Yet indeed I also count all things loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. Amen. He said, I have let go of everything that I once held dear. This is me talking down. That I may now stand firm in Christ. Amen. See, sometimes for you to be able to stand where God wants you to stand, you've got to let go of something else. Amen. Well, what is it? Well, I don't know. You have to make that decision. It could be something, uh, you know, that... You thought, well, God wants, God's in on this, maybe. Amen. But until you know for sure, until you have asked Him, inquired of the Lord, how are you going to know? How are you going to know if, if it's Him or not? Amen. So you've got to sometimes let go of things that you once held dear. Amen. Might be, I don't know, might be a hobby. Might be, might be some people. Amen. Some, some so-called friends that you may have to let go of. Amen. Praise God. So whatever it is, you've got to really, really want to get that stuff away from you so that the things of God are going to be holding you in place. Amen. Are you getting anything tonight or am I just rambling on and nobody gives a rip? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> oh, glory. Let's move on. Verse 12. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I, what does it say? Press on. Amen. I press on. He, does, he didn't want anyone to think that he had already gotten to a place where they'll never get to. He said... I haven't attained anything yet. I'm still pressing in, just like you. Amen? I have to work this thing every day. Just like you, I have setbacks, he's saying. Amen? Just like you and I. 
If the Apostle Paul had setbacks, surely you and I can, and overcame them, surely you and I can overcome our setbacks as well. We can do that. Amen. Hallelujah. Why? How? By not giving up. By holding fast, staying firmly planted. Amen. That's how you don't get blown around in the storm. Amen. But I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Amen? So he says, I don't look at my past. I don't look at my past performance. I don't look at the things that I, you know, even after I got born again, I don't look at those things that are back here. I'm focused only on what's ahead of me. Because there's been a lot of times I've messed up back here since I've known the Lord. You understand what I'm saying? Well, I can't hold on to that. I can't drag all that along with me. I can't bring that all with me. I got to drop it where it was at. When I first repented from that, that's where I dropped it. I let go of it. I just walked away from it. Amen? Well, yeah, but, you know, how can you do that? I can't. It's Christ in me that is helping me to do that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Amen. Hallelujah. It is so important for us not to think that our past failures are going to keep us from reaching forward. He reached forward, it says, for those things that are ahead. And I pressed toward the goal for the prize of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. Always striving. Amen? Always striving. Enduring the things that have happened, but yet not letting those things keep you down. Just keep moving forward in these things. Amen? Hallelujah. This is what keeps me going. Knowing that I've not made it all the way yet. I'm just doing like everybody else is. Every other believer, no matter who they are. Hallelujah. And I got to get this kind of mindset in me. That I'm not the only one who's ever made a mistake since I've known the Lord. Once I get that out of my thinking, then I can be like everybody else and make a mistake, repent from the state, and move on with God. Just like the Apostle Paul did. He said, I'm not going to let this hold me back. Amen. That's how you're going to stay for Because Satan will immediately come and tell you, you really blew it this time. Amen. Well, that's what he said the last time. You really blew it this time. Well, that's what he said two times ago. You really blew it this time. Amen. Hallelujah. But yet there's just something about repentance and knowing the love of God surrounding you will help you not to hear that voice anymore. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, I got to have the love of God. I got to have His arms wrapped around me. Amen. Glory to God. But it's not going to be easy. 
It's not going to be something that, you know, like uh, uh, Brother Hagin said, you know, you're just going through life on a cloud, you know, or on a bed of flowery, you know, uh, flowers of ease or whatever it was he called it. Amen. Hallelujah. Sorry, brother. Flowers Amen. Flowery beds of ease. Yeah. <clears throat> it's not going to be like that. If you thought it was, you were deceived. You got to be a fighter. I don't like to fight. You better be one. I wasn't a fighter when I was in, in school, and I got beat up all the time. There's, there's, there's this one family of kids on our bus, and they were the meanest kids. I think it was because they had so many. They had like 14 of them. I mean to tell you, there was just, it was just ridiculous how many. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't know the word stop, I guess. I don't know what it was. But I, I said, you know, you, you try to be inconspicuous when you get on the bus. But there's that one. Doo, 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 doo. He's seeking you out right now. And he comes back and he sits down beside of you. And, and all of a sudden, you, he's got a half Nelson on you and holding you. And it's twisting your head. Please don't hurt me. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> Amen. I was not a fighter. And I paid the price for it. Amen. Hallelujah. Now my kids are not like that. They're fighters. Brittany especially. She'll, well, Dustin too. She, she'll beat up anybody gets, gets in her way. She was the kid on the bus. She, <laughs> yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. But you gotta, you got, you gotta be a fighter. Hallelujah. Quit being passive. Quit being one of these. Well, but, well, we're supposed to all walk in love. Yeah, you can walk in love and smack somebody at the same time. That's right. There ain't nothing wrong with that. That's what I tried to say. Yeah, yeah. Amen. It doesn't hurt. It. You know, make you feel good. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And just keep walking. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. You got to be a fighter. You got to persevere in these things. Amen. You know, whenever the children of Israel were going to the promised land, that was 40 years of the hardest life they ever had other than being in bondage to, Jesus, to uh, Egypt. <laughs> Not to Jesus, but to Egypt. Amen. Hallelujah. They were constantly fighting enemies. But God always told them, if you will obey my voice and do my commandments, I'll be with you and I'll fight for you. Amen? I'll fight for you. Hallelujah. And so that's the thing that, that we've got to do. You've got to move through something. You know, Caleb, whenever he was promised them, you know, his, his portion of it, he... Didn't get it for 40 years. But yet during all the time that he was waiting for it, he was fighting. He was fighting the enemies of God. Hallelujah. He was there in battle. Do you see that? The whole time he was just absolutely going after it. And that's what you and I are supposed to do. I found, I found this. Go to Judges chapter 8. Judges chapter 8. I found a scripture in there as I was reading one day, and I thought, oh, this is so good. And it just pertains to everything that you and I are supposed to be doing. Judges chapter 8. When you get there, say amen. 
Amen. Look, look at verse 4. It says, When Gideon came to the Jordan, he and the 300 men who were with him crossed over, exhausted, but still in pursuit. Exhausted. Man, they've been fighting the whole time. But they didn't let a little fatigue get them down. They didn't get... The idea that, you know, I'm tired. I want to rest. Amen. They were exhausted. They've been fighting the enemy, but it says they were still in pursuit. They were still going after it. That's the same thing that you and I are supposed to be doing. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Message Bible says this, that they were bone tired, but still pressing the pursuit. Amen. They were bone tired. They were, I mean, they, they didn't have any strength. Amen. And in the Amplified, not, not the classic, but, but the, the newer Amplified Bible, it says that they were exhausted, yet still pursuing the enemy. They didn't give up. Amen. When you quit pursuing, you lose. When you quit going after it, you lose. When you allow the enemy to have a a respite, they'll gain strength. Amen? They'll figure that you do not want to mess with them anymore. Amen? So we've got to continue to go after these things, continue to pursue them, praise God, no matter what. Amen? Galatians 6 and 9 says, And let us not grow weary. While doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. That's New King James. Amen? Do not grow weary while you're doing good. You just keep pursuing it. Well, how long are we going to have to do this? Well, until you die. Amen? Or Jesus comes. Whatever it is, I don't, I don't know. You ought to go out a fighter. Amen? You shouldn't let disease take you out. Go out a fighter. Go after it with everything that you got. Amen? Whenever it looks like you're getting weary, go back to Luke 21 and read that again. Jesus said, I'll give you everything that you need to know at that time. When you're tired, he won't let you say, I'm tired. He'll let you say, I am full of strength because my God strengthens me. Do you see that? Amen? That's how you keep and possess your soul. By telling it how it feels. Amen? Instead of letting it tell you how it feels. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's look at this. We're going to get ready to close here, but I want us to look at this in Psalm 105. Amen? The 105th Psalm. Amen. Well, glory to God. God's good, isn't he? Hallelujah. We're going to start reading the four, in the fourth verse, and we're going to go down a little bit here. It says, Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face forevermore. Remember his marvelous works, which he has done, his wonders and his judgments of his mouth. O seed of Abraham, his servant, your children of Jacob, his chosen ones. 
He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. Look at verse 8. He remembers His covenant forever. Praise God. The word which He commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant which He made with Abraham, and His oath to Isaac, and confirmed it to Jacob for a statute to Israel as an everlasting covenant, saying, To you I will give the land of Canaan as an allotment of your inheritance. When you were few in number, indeed very few, and strangers in it, when they went from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another, he permitted no one to do them wrong. You see that? Amen. You just got to remember your past victories too. That'll help you out. Amen. And how about this? If nothing seems to be going your way, just be thankful anyway. Just thank the Lord. Praise Him. Amen? Don't, don't be growling at God or saying, why would you let this happen to me? Amen? Just start praising Him. Praise God. Yes, He rebuked the kings for their sake, saying, do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm. Moreover, He called for a famine in the land and He destroyed all the provisions of bread and he sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet in fetters, and he was laid in irons until the time that his word came to pass. The word of the Lord tested him. Amen. Until the word that God spoke to him when he was a young child. Until that time, everything else, up until the time when he got to be second in charge of Egypt, the word of God tested him. Hallelujah. So don't think for a moment that you or I are not being tested just by the word itself. Amen. You've got to understand that if you're wanting anything from this word, you're going to be tested on it. Amen? You will stand or be destroyed by what you do with the word that you have in you right now. Amen. You'll be tested on the revelation of it. We're always looking for something new from God when we don't even have what He's already gave us down pat yet. Amen. We better get that down right first before we want something new from God. You'll be tested on that revelation. Amen? James 1.8 tells us that a double-minded person is unstable in all their ways. Hallelujah. I don't want to be unstable. I want to be firmly planted. Amen? I want my heels dug in, praise God. Do you see that? Amen? All right. Let's, let's, let's start to close here. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Hallelujah. God's good, isn't He? Amen. Very familiar scripture about God's armor. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11. I'm going to read this out to amplify it again. <clears throat> it says, put on God's whole armor the armor of a heavily armed soldier which God supplies. So you don't have to go out and buy anything. He supplies it. 
everything you're going to need. That you may be able to successfully stand up against all the strategies and all the deceits of the devil. Do you see that? Amen? God supplies you with <clears throat> everything that you're going to need to fight. Everything. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God through the pulling down of strongholds. Hallelujah. The sad part is that many in the church don't even know they have any armor. They don't know that they have any weapons. Amen? They just, whatever, whatever comes down to pike, that's what it is. But we've got something better than that. Amen? Verse 13 says, Therefore, put on God's complete armor that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day of danger. And having done all the crisis demands to stand firmly in your place, and the first part of verse 14, stand therefore, hold your ground. Amen. You got to get mean and ornery. Amen. Not, not with other believers and not with people, but with the devil. Amen. You just got to say, no, no, we're not going there. Oh, yeah, you, you want once or twice before, but not this time. Amen. And just put on that whole armor there. Do you see that, how important it is? It says that's how you're going to stand firmly in your place. Amen. Not wandering around from this or that. Not staying out of church. Get in church! That's for everybody on the internet. Amen. Hallelujah. If I miss just one service, I, I feel like I backslid. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, it don't hurt to not be in church a little bit. Well, it does for me. It does for me. Before I got born again, there was hardly a time I went to church. Especially after I got... When I, when I was at home, now mom and dad made me go. You're going to go. Amen. But whenever I got older and then I got married, I went for a little while, but it just seemed like there was always stuff that had to be done on Sundays. Stuff that I couldn't do at any other time. Isn't that amazing? It is something. Amen. I mean, you know, the car's got to be washed. And the little project, and you know, one one. One time I was redoing, remodeling our bathroom where we, when we lived in Perry County. And Kay said, are we going to church today? No, I can't. I, I've got to get this done. Amen. Hallelujah. What an idiot. <laughs> Amen. Don't laugh so, so loud. You all done the same thing at one time or another. I was not born again, Okay. After I got born again, you couldn't keep me out of church. And I've been that way ever since. And this August, it will be 30 years. Amen. August the 3rd of 1992. 
I gave my life to Jesus. I'm not kidding you. When I prayed that prayer, it just felt like a ton of bricks were pulled off of me. I'm not kidding. Amen. Everybody has a different type of experience. But I'm telling you, I was, I was lighter than air. There. Amen. <laughs> and after, after that, we went to a family reunion, and, and Kay told her mom that I got saved, and she starts crying. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, that heathen from hell has got saved. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, it's a, ba- it's a bad thing whenever, you know, you're, you're, you're on your wedding day and, and you're standing up there at the altar and, and your, your soon-to-be wife and her dad are in, at the back of the thing and he leans over to her and says, we can walk out this back door right now. You don't have to do this. I'm glad she didn't tell me that for a long... Well, I think it was after he died. They had a lot of faith in me, didn't they? Amen. But that's the way it was. How did I get off on that anyway? Oh, well, you learned a little bit about me. Amen. But I had a praying wife. She got a hold of God. She walked away from God. Amen. But then all of a sudden she got hungry for God again. And she, she, she told me later, she said, I wasn't about to let my family go to hell. <laughs> I'll tell you, I thank God a lot for what she did. Amen. Amen. It was, you know, oh my. <laughs> what she had to put up with. Just ridiculous. Amen. Hallelujah. But look at me now. And she still has to put up with me. It didn't get much better for her. Well, yeah, it did some. Amen. Hallelujah. Therefore, hold your ground. Amen. The Lord said this to me. He said, the devil can't take anything from you unless you offer it to him. You got to offer it. Well, how, well, I'm not offering anything. Oh, yeah, you are. Well, you don't stand your ground. He's going he's to put out feelers first. To see if he can get in there. Amen. And if he can, and you don't show any resistance to it, then he knows he can have it. Because just by you not saying, no, you don't, it's his. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, that seems, that seems just a little hard. Yeah, it is. Amen. It's the way it should be, praise God. Can we look at one more? One more, Acts chapter 20. I hope this at least encouraged you a little bit. Amen. God's so good. But look what Paul said here. In verse 22. Acts 20, 22, he says, And see, now I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. Well, praise God. Amen. 
But he said this, but none of these things move me. Amen? None of these things are going to cause me to run. None of these things are going to cause me to lose my purpose. Remember we talked about God never changes His purposes and plans. Remember we read that earlier. Amen? It's all going to be the same. Whether or not you and I do anything with it, it's going to be the game changer. Paul said, none of these things are going to move me. Amen? One of the definitions which I thought was, was interesting on the, on the phrase move me, in my concordance it said to lighten the ship. What does that mean? Well, I thought of it as this way, to make it easier on myself. Amen? Paul said, I'm not going to make it easier on myself. I'm going to stick with this all the way to the end. So that I may finish my race with joy. That's the whole thing right there. To finish the race. Amen? With joy. He's not going to be moved. He's going to finish his course. How much more should it be for you and I to do the same thing? Amen? Don't give up. Hallelujah. Uh, if you're struggling, get a hold of somebody. Get a hold of a pastor. Get a hold of another brother or sister in the Lord who are strong and let them know what's going on. You don't have to give all the details, but tell them, hey, I'm having a struggle here. I feel like I'm being moved off of the direction God wants me to go. That's when you, you just dig your heels in. And, whether, and even if you are, feel like you're wavering, that's not a sign of weakness. It's just a sign that you're a human being. Amen? I've wavered more than once. More than once. Amen? I wavered when I was pastoring a church more than once. Glory to God. Things get hot. Things get tough. People acting up. Amen? You just want to throw in the towel. You just want to, you know, do something ungodly. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. I'm just being honest. Amen. Just a side note here. If you have any asper you know, inspiration to get into ministry, I suggest you pray real hard first. Because you don't know what you're going to get into then. Amen? You understand? Well, I just feel called. You know, well, that's good. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Amen? But you better know that you're called. You understand what I'm saying? Whenever Kay and I were going to start a church in Owensboro... I didn't have a clue of what to do. So we'd go over there and we'd pray, just driving and pray. And one day, on, it, was, it was a Sunday afternoon we went over there, and one day we stopped 
at a grocery store to get a newspaper so we could look for places to rent. And I got, went out and got that newspaper and got back in the vehicle, and I'm not, I'm not stretching this at all. Satan said to me, what do you think you're doing here? I mean, it was heavy. Amen? And I thought to myself for just a split second, hey, maybe I don't need to be here. You understand what I'm saying? Amen? It gets hotter and heavier as these days are approaching. Satan knows his time is at hand for him to totally lose it all. He's already lost, of course. But you and I have got to stay strong in these last days and hold our ground. Don't give in to anything that's not of God. Amen? Because he'll take everything you got. I'm not trying to be down or anything. I'm just telling you some truth here. Amen. It'll get that way. He'll, he'll, he'll do anything to get you. To veer you off course. That's why you need this. That's why... I mean, whenever pastor said that God said this was your oppressing him, man, that went off in me. Amen. Because... I mean, whenever he said this, that was, I don't know, December or something like that. And look what's happened from December to now. It's just crazy times 10. Amen? But if you don't have this going on and stirring you up and keeping you calm and keeping you in place... You're going to end up just like the world and you'll be as nutty as they are. Amen? Well, aren't you glad you came tonight? Amen? Hallelujah. These are, these are, these are the times. Paul says they're perilous times. Men's hearts will fail them for the things that they'll see. Amen? But that's for the world. That's not for us in the church. We are the redeemed. We are the blessed. We are the conquerors. We are victorious. Amen? We are much more than our enemies are. Hallelujah. That's good news, folks. Praise God. That'll perk you up. Praise God. But don't forget about this other stuff. Because the reason that you are victorious is to keep you from the other stuff. Amen. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening.